right, here we are for another episode of Rev DDT Podcast, broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. I'm back. <laughs> okay, so I'm taking my headphones off, so um, you're going to hear a little noise, but after that, you're not going to hear very much noise at all. I decided to do this podcast this evening. I'm recording it. I'm recording it live in my bedroom because I am alive and I'm in my bedroom and I'm recording it right now. But I'm recording it to post it, but it was something I was thinking about today, how um, a lot of times we can get really caught up in the self-help stuff so much that we forget about asking for help or and or we forget about the fact that we do need help. You know, we um, we like to be that, like, uh, I guess one of Paul Simon's songs, I think it was, is something about, you know, um, being an island, you know, basically a man is an island unto himself or whatever, you know, and it's kind of that independent spirit um, that, you know, you hear this a lot in, in Sunday school, uh, adult Sunday school, that is. You'll hear this a lot um, in churches, and they'll, they'll be talking about the independent spirit and how America's got that, got to hold that spirit and it's kind of messing things up in some ways. And in some ways, it's, it's beautiful. In some ways, it's not. And, um, you know, and they give you a list of things, that reasons why it's not a good thing or, or reasons why it can be at times, too. Uh, because you see a lot of, um, as you study the scriptures, you see a lot of the Old Testament prophets and a lot of other people were very solitude people. Um, it was um, the kings that weren't so solitude, but it was mainly the, you know, the, the prophets, the people that actually, you know, actually had a relationship with God other than being a king, you know. And, um, but you do see them having very solitude lives. You also see them with groups of people, too, as with teams and raising up ministers in the Old Testament, raised up um, prophets. The sons of the prophets are mentioned in there. And we have an understanding for that. And that's, you know, these guys, these guys had their kids and their kids prophesied, too. I mean, there was um, in the Old Testament, there's a there's a, uh, a guy that had daughters that prophesied, you know, um, and uh, and they prophesied and they were called prophets of God. And um, it's pretty cool if you look back and through the Old Testament and study this stuff. But. I was sitting there thinking about how a lot of times we don't seem to realize how much of God's help we actually need in our lives. And I know you guys are probably burned out on God or whatever. Well, I'm not, you know, and if you are, that's cool. You know, um, this may not benefit you, but I think if you stay and you listen, it probably will because it's benefited me over the years to just be reminded of the fact I do need the help of God, you know, um, every day. Hey, listen, okay, let me, let me put it to you this way. God takes back his breath. None of us, none of this exists. We all, everything collapses. It collapses, it starts, begins with his breath, and it collapses with his breath. If he takes back his breath, it all collapses. If he keeps, it even says in scriptures, if he takes back his word, it all collapses. It's, everything is held together by his word. You know, he breathed into us, breathed into creation, his life, very life force. It's like God extended himself out into this thing that he made, you know, that, that he wanted to bring life to. And he made this, he created this this really cool thing, you know, he called it a clay vessel, that's what Paul calls it. But, you know, it's a, you know, this little guy made out of mud, basically, you know. It's like, well, isn't that the same story of, uh, of Princess Diana, the Wonder Woman lady? Uh, she uh, was made out of clay, her mom made out of clay, and then Zeus brought her to life. I, I think that's the same story. No, it's not the same story, man. Uh, you know, and the enemy is a liar, and he does trick us. He does like to take things and try to betray us and try to mess with us and try to get in, in there like a thorn in our, in our side or something, you know. And he tries to do that, and these are ways he does that. But no, no, it's, it's, it's God's story. It's God, the, the one that created us. Now, if, if the Greek have a story and their God is that God, that's fine. Whatever, however they're relating to God, whatever. My thing is, is that I know that it's God. I know it's his son. I know that what he did, he, he did we're products of that like years and years and years of of freaking of of life you know years not just years of life i mean think about this mankind was created and and when they were created they were living like 900 years to a thousand years was like a normal lifespan for somebody back then 
And so you got to think about how how long they lived for, and you know, nine hundred years, ten hundred, you know, or more. Some of them they have the Methuselah at nine sixty nine, I think, or something like that, or nine ninety six, or I think it's nine sixty nine. 969 years or 936 years or something like that. He's he's really old, but he was the oldest one, Methuselah was. That was the one, that's, uh, that's Enoch's papa, Methuselah. He was cool, man. Enoch was cool, too. All these guys are cool. And you look back to the Old Testament, you see that there's different people that prophesied. There's different people that raised up prophecies. There's different um, ministries going on in the Old Testament. You also see it in the New Testament as well. But um, the thing is, is that a lot of times we have a tendency to think that, you know, uh, we're out on here on this island, we're all by ourselves, and we can do all this by ourselves, but we actually need God's help every day. You know, there's in the Hebrew culture, they like sing songs unto the Lord every day, and some of those songs are thank you for your help, you know, but they're songs of gratitude. With first, stay thankful, stay thankful to God, no matter what, what you're dealt in life, stay thankful. Keep your hopes up, don't get let them get down. If you do get down, feel them, understand them. And then cast them off. Not necessarily cast them off, but let them go. It's more of a letting go. You just let them go. And you keep moving because life itself is moving. We're on this wave. And you're riding a wave, baby. And if you, if you know anything about wave riding, whether it be spiritual or physical, wave riding can be quite tricky. And sometimes it can be the most exhilarating, beautiful, laid out just path for you to follow. And, and you just you just go along with the flow, man. Like Bruce Lee used to say, go with the flow, man. Actually, he didn't say man, but that's me. <laughs> Go with the flow, man. Right on, right? So sometimes we get caught up in this. We start thinking, well, we shouldn't be helping people because they need to help themselves because we're taking away from them if we don't help them. But sometimes you're dealt some bad cards in life. And what if you were in a situation where you needed somebody to help you? And believe me, it will happen. And if it doesn't happen, well, you've lived a pretty secluded life. I kind of wonder how many risks you really took. Because you got to take some risks out there, baby. Life is about taking risks, man. If you don't take any risks, you're not going to get anywhere. You just won't. I mean, sometimes you just have to pack up and go. Just go down the road, go find out whatever. You don't even know what it is. Just go on a walkabout. You don't know what you're looking for. You're just looking for it. You're looking for it. And when you find it, well, you know it. Maybe, maybe not. Who cares, though? Because you're on the road. You're on the journey. You know, and that's that's really the whole picture, you know, of, of our life. Is We're on this journey, right? Well, this is just a way station. We're only here for a, for a short period of time. And we sleep like whatever it is, like almost two-thirds of that time is sleep. You know, and not to mention the fact we're made from water. Now, check this out. When I was meditating, I lost a lot of weight, right? I was meditating, and I was walking three miles a day, every day. And I was also, I was on a real high-protein diet. Still am. I stay with the high proteins because uh, that's where my energy is. Hey, listen, it only takes one week. Uh, it actually only took me four days. Once I got past the very tip, okay, so you go on a high-protein diet, guess what happens? You're going to lose some energy right away because you're not used to burning that kind of energy. You're used to burning the real fast, the, the, the carbohydrates and fat energies. Those are the energies we burn the fastest. We're used to burning those. you got to get on the protein one and it'll slow your metabolism down to where you can actually start burning correctly. And once you start burning correctly, you'll know exactly how much, how much carbohydrates you need to take in. But you got to lose the weight first in order to see how, where you can stabilize your weight at and where you need to stabilize it at and where you should stabilize it at. And, and your stability's got a range, you know, of like 10 degrees. I give mine a 10 degree range and I give myself one fat day a week, but lately it's only been like one a month because I've been, um, I've been, uh, eating a lot of salads lately. Hello, man. Shrimp salads and chicken salads. And <laughs> anyway, um, uh, stuff would just cook up on the stove, but sometimes we forget that other people need help too. And I've got friends that need help. I've got, um, you probably got friends that need help. We all got family that need help, but I'm going to talk about the dark side of the self-help movement. 
Okay, and this is the this is this is some of the stuff I was talking about one time in another broadcast when I was talking about you know how the 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 in the Hicks 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 and Hickey one or whatever it is called is you know I agree with some of what they're saying but I don't agree with everything because you know um, there were some points I was making in that that were that were of this dark side of the self help movement and and it can be dark side it can be very toxic now I took this off the internet I was reading it early this morning it's by a guy named Jeffrey James uh, he's a contributor of Inc I N C dot com that's dot com that's inc dot com it's off their website and it's a, an article he wrote uh let's see when he wrote it here he wrote it back yonder <laughs> it doesn't have the date okay <clears throat> i assume it's today but i don't know who cares i'm gonna read it because this is very true it's home <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> that happens sometimes when you're broadcasting also it happens sometimes when you're just um you know alive as a human being in the face of this earth Actually, this is uh, the high-flying zoo to me. <laughs> Just think about it. 1,000 miles an hour, spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, and orbiting the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. Now, does anybody on this Earth feel those effects? No. It's a pretty damn big planet, ain't it? <laughs> That's right, baby. And we're flying through outer space on it. On the outside of a spaceship, we're riding. We're not on the inside. No, we're on a biological outside. This, this spaceship is unique. It's the most unique ever. I mean, think about it. Any spaceship that's like this in the universe is unique to itself because every single one of them that have life on them have different types of life on them. They don't always have the same life. They have different types. And believe me, there's different types. There's also some of the same types too. And here's the thing about it though. All this is all cruising through the, this place we call outer space. We don't even know what that is. It's just black out there. We know that. And then there's stars, we think, with our stars. Or maybe they're just burn holes in a canvas or something, you know? It's like moving. And the thing's moving too. Not just accelerating and going and spreading in every direction, but it's also a wave too. And sometimes the waves get pretty heavy. You know, and you know what? That's when we need help the most, actually. Call on God. Hey, God, please. Ah! Like they were when they were in the ark. I don't know if you believe in the ark, but I do. I don't know what it was exactly. I know what it says in the Hebrew Bible. I know what it says in the in the Christian Bible. I know what it says in other places and writings and other uh, st uh, uh, people of history. But, but... I have no idea because I was not there, but there's a good side and a bad side to everything if you think about it. I mean, man, I've been a whole treacherous uh, trip there for Noah and his family to ride that ark, especially there when it's boistering crazily out there. Those waves can get really high and get radical. Sometimes it can abs you know, capsize your boat, ship, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so my voice goes up and down. That's because it's um, fall. It changes a lot. <laughs> It's good and true that your personal success is dependent upon how well you play the cards that life has dealt you. It's also good and true that you play those cards more effectively when you stay positive and motivated. Okay? We know that. We just know that by scientific fact. They've figured that all out. And I've seen some of the science on that. And I've actually seen all, all the science on that. A lot of the science on that. And it's really good. And it's in there right down on it. So, as such, the essential life task is to find ways to get and keep yourself positive and motivated. Do this and you're more likely to be successful. Fail this and greatly reduce your likelihood of success. However, self-help becomes toxic when it is used to blame other people for not being successful when circumstances have dealt them a weak hand. When luck runs against them, even when they've not played their hand well. That's why I cringe when I hear, hear phrases like, they say, they say, they say, they should have pulled themselves up by the bootstraps, man. Yeah, they would have been better fall. They just pulled, all they need to do is pull themselves up by the bootstraps. That's all they need to do. That's right. Yep. Yep, yep. Oh, that's all I did. That's all I had to do. Oh, you can't tell me anything different. You know, 
I know those people. Those people are some of my family or were in my family a few years ago. Um, people born into families in lousy neighborhoods are playing their lousy cards well if they manage to survive. It's unrealistic to expect financial success all the time. I, I just put the all the time in there because it just made sense. I mean, because that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Is, you know, expect financial success all the time. Expect success all the time. Always expect success. And it's like, man, after a while, you got to take a little breather and go, wait a minute, man. What about going for a walk and listening to the birds for a little while, you know, or something, you know? Go out, go swimming or something in the lake, you know, if you're by a lake or it's nice outside, you go for it. Yes, there are people who've climbed up from the harrowing backgrounds, but those are expectations. Ben Carson became a surgeon, for instance, doesn't mean that all African Americans should be blamed for not being able to do the same thing. Same thing with white people, too. Same thing with anybody. Actually, I don't know why we use black and white. Let's stop doing that because I don't like that. But anyway, I had to read it because it was in the article. I also cringe whenever I hear successful entrepreneurs claim that they're self-made or man-made or man or self-made woman or self-made man. I'm a self-made man. I did it all myself. See, my bootstraps are clear up here by my ears. <laughs> he pulled them way up, man. He wanted to get everybody he could. So, yeah, it's just me. While ignoring the public infrastructures that made their business possible, employees who do that, employees who do the work, it made it possible for employees who do the work. That's why I say, okay, let's reread that one. So, self-made man, self-made woman, while ignoring the public infrastructure that made their business possible, employees who do the work. They do the work. The employees do it. In the background, we have elves. They're working on our shoes right now. And our cookies. <laughs> Another thing that bothers me about self-help is, you know, I told you guys in in the bio on this whole freaking, you know, podcast that I was, you know, you're going to get some of my weirdness, so you're going to get some of my weirdness, so <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> Let's get on with the broadcast, yeah! Broadcasting live across the universe, this is Rev DDT. Let's <laughs> look that guy's voice. That one there, that was a pretty good one. Ah, gotta have some water, baby. So anyway, another thing that bothers me about self-help is that it's all too often used to fleece people who don't even know any better. For profit, colleges that train poor people for jobs that don't exist while burying them in debt are prime examples of this. Yeah, he's right. Self-help is also toxic when top management forces down forces it down people's throat like when companies demand that their employees smile while they work without giving them a reason to do so. I like the way this guy writes, man. <laughs> So, while the motivation and positivity of the self-help movement are essential to personal success, self-help is completely toxic when it's poisoned as panacea for the public policy. Panacea. Now, well, is this toxicity even more evident in the healthcare legislation that is currently being considered in Congress, which seems to be based on the notion that your own fault if you become sick or born and remain poor or, for example... My understanding is that it will allow insurance companies to require people to have higher health costs to contribute more to the insurance pool that helps offset these costs, thereby reducing the cost of those people who are led good lives. They're healthy. They're done in the things that they, they keep their bodies healthy. They already did it all. Representative Mo Brooks, Republican, I can't even say it. Republican from Alabama. That's it, he's a Republican from Alabama. Oh, that's right, that's guy. Uh, Brooks' mother taught economics. Just so you know, Brooks' mother taught economics while her father was an electrical engineer. While he was not exactly being, exactly being born with the proverbial silver spoon, Brooks has, privilege, has a privileged background compared to most of the country, but there's something ugly about 
about somebody who was born on the third basis on the third base and thinks he hit a home run, stating that his illness is the result of not living a good life. It is using self-help to bludgeon to uh, self-help to bludgeon rather than to inspire people. By all means, let us encourage people who do the best with what they've got, but let's not blame them if they experience bad luck or are finding it difficult to overcome a background of poverty. That's actually, to me, a disease. Yep, that's right there. That, to me, is a definition of disease. That is a disease. You know, being born into a lifetime of poverty and, and having to overcome that mindset is hard. That's been the hardest thing I've had. One of the hardest things. I mean, I've had to do some hard things, man, believe me. But, uh, I mean, really hard things. Things you can't even imagine. But this here is talking about doing something that's very hard, too. And it's very hard to overcome that mindset. I've been working on it for years and years and years. Oh, I'm better on the better side of it. I find things. The universe provides for me. My, like I was telling you guys the other day, and I didn't really even got too far into this, but have you ever had money multiply on you? Yeah, I've had money multiply on me quite a few times. But uh, one time I made uh, 300 for one trip and 900 for another trip, all within just a six-month period. And that's because I kept putting my money in my pouch. I got over here. It's still there. I put my money in my pouch, man. And I was putting it in there, and I was putting a little bit in the bank, but I wasn't really storing it in the bank. It was more checking. It was like coming in and going out, right, real fast, like buying groceries, things like that, paying rent, stuff like that. Well, this thing, it was my extra money, man. And I was going to save some money for the go of this trip. So I stick like $100 in there, and I pull out 150 or 200 One time I pulled 300 out when I stuck 150 in there. And I was like, what is going on with this pouch? And it kept happening, too. It kept happening over and over and over again, at least once a week for quite a while. Got some friends that can testify to it, but I also got it on videotape. It's on one of my videos somewhere on YouTube. You know, it's under rev.ddt broadcasting. It might be under universal broadcast by now because I might have changed it to you a while back. But here's the thing though. You go and you listen to this 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 thing, you you'll see you get the whole and I got pictures too with that video. When I came back, I came back I went on a trip, two trips, went up to Spokane on one, the other one I went down to Northern California and hung out for a week and it was great. Man, it was fantastic. I talked about this the other night. But the point is is that it's not the pouch. It's who I talk to. It's who I inter, who I'm in contact with all day long. Some people like to call that uh what do you call that man? Oh, convention table is also the table of covenant, it's also the table of you know, it's, it's the table. You come to the table of the Lord, you sit down, and you, and you, you just have this, this meal, man. And what you're doing is you're having a conversation. It's going on and on and on and on. It never stops. And you keep that conversation going. That's what I've been doing for years. And he says stuff to me. I say stuff to him. We talk back and forth. I hear his voice. He tells me stuff. He tells me where to go and what to do when I need to go do something for him. He tells me exactly who I'm going to see. He'll even get a description of him. And I guarantee you one time, one time. Not, excuse me, I guarantee you, not, not one time was it ever wrong. The description, I even was writing some of this down for a few years, but I got bored with that because I'm not a good journal keeper. I don't want to be. <laughs> That's a, somebody else's gift, man. My gift is, uh, I guess, storytelling. I don't know. Um, somebody told me it was storytelling and doing other stuff. But, um, you know, if, if the stories I tell you, like when I'm in other places and I describe them or when I've been in a dream and I described the dream like last night, I turned into a dragon. Yeah, that was cool. Actually, it was this morning. It wasn't last night. It was this morning. I woke up 4.30. I had to go take a leak, so I went took a leak. So I drink water all night when I sleep because my mouth gets kind of dry. Sometimes I sleep with my mouth closed, but it still gets dry. My throat gets dry, and I need to drink. So I drink water while I sleep. Yes, I do. I can drink it while I'm laying down, too, and it's kind of weird because I figured out how to do that, too, with a squeeze bottle. <laughs> good old Gatorade squeeze bottles. I love Gatorade, don't you? Gatorade's good for the electrolyte replacement in your body when you need it. Drink Gatorade. And it'll make you feel better. And there's a plug for Gatorade. Okay, anyway. Um, so, 
We're going to come up here, and I'm going to shut off here in a few minutes because we're getting closer and closer, but we're going to keep going here for a few minutes because I ain't done. So, drinking, 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 I wake up, I go back to sleep. I go to sleep, I've been asleep maybe a half hour, maybe do an hour, I finally fall asleep and fall into a dream state, and in the dream state, I went, was cruising around checking some stuff out in these different places, and I found myself in Dragon Country. And I was like, oh, this is great, I like this place, it's all nice and that's beautiful there. And I go and I'm walking in Dragon Country. I walk like through three or four different scenes. Just walked through them and walked into this one realm or scene or whatever, however you want to put it. I don't know. Sometimes I'm starting to think there are more realms than, than scenes because these were, it seemed like it was more real than a dream. But I actually was out with my dragon. I seen her on the other side of the veil, what I call the veil, which is on in between each one of these places. There's like a, a static and you go through the static and you, you walk through them and zoop, 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 zoop. When I walked through, there she was. I was like, ah! She gave me a big old hug, and we talked. I climbed up on her back. We went for a fly. I dove off. I was flying next to her, and I forgot that she, when she flaps her wing, when she flaps her wing, she uh, blows me like either backwards if I'm behind her, <laughs> underneath her wing, or she blows me clear off if I'm way over on the other side of her wing. She blows me. I gotta stay just a little ahead of her. It's actually better than if I stay behind her. I get whacked with her tail one time too, man, and I just about ate it. I, I came down from the sky, man. I'm not kidding you. I came straight down. She hit me with a tail she didn't mean to, and it screwed me up my flight, and I was trying to get regain, but I was spinning and, and flipping so fast. I was doing both, spinning and flipping, and boy, I tell you what, I was out of control. And what I had to do is I had to knock myself up into a little ball and then just dive out of it. And I had to do that three times to get it right, and I almost hit the ground. I hit the top of some trees and came up, but I didn't do anything to my legs or anything because I just barely grazed them. It was like this, but I did feel, and I have been feeling since then too, since then, a little bit of a, on top of my left, maybe I did injure it. Maybe that was another realm. My hatchet wasn't with me, but then again, it wasn't in my hand when I was sleeping now either. It was under my pillow. Huh. I might have been in another realm. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there, and, I, and as, as I came back up, she just looked at me and gave me this smile as I was flying back up to meet her. And I was coming up in the front, underneath of her, and I scooped up really close to her feet, and went up her legs and then right up, up right up under her chin and then right up on top of her nose and walked down her head and sat down on her neck. And she said, did you have fun? I said, yeah. She goes, dive again, but dive to the other side. I said, to the right side? She goes, yeah. So I did. I dove again. And the next thing I know, I'm a dragon. And I was like, it was really weird. I, I, I mean, not weird in a bad way. Just really strange, though. I was thinking, wow, I just changed into a dragon. This is cool. Yeah, it was a big old blue thing, I guess. I don't know. I had blue wings. I know that. And the other side of my wings are blue and dark blue and dark green. And yeah, and I know I was a fire breather because I could feel the feel the heat down in my in my chest and my belly. And I could also feel the smoke coming up out of my out of my mouth and my kind of up out of my nostrils too as I was flying. I was like, whoa, I must be a fire breather or something. And then I woke up. I mean, just sat straight up in my bed and went, whoa, what the hell? That was cool. Whoa, and I just sat there and pondered it for a minute and then realized I needed to get up. And in two hours had passed. It was like 6.30. I was like, wait, I just like 4.30, 6.30. That seems like a normal dream cycle for me, but it also seems like an, it's also a normal cycle times when I go and when I'm out of my body and I'm going to other realms. But I didn't seem like I was out of my body because I didn't, I didn't snap back down into my body and then sit up. I didn't lay down into my body and sit up. I didn't stand up my body into my, and I don't do that anyway, but, you know, stand my body up and then freaking back up into it or something. I don't do that. I just lay down, but, um, or sit down or whatever I'm doing. 
or I get up and if my body's over on my bed and, I've, and I'm over in the chair because I've had an outer body experience where I'm over in my chair fighting out demons or whatever because they still come around. I still have to fight them. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun too. Actually, kind of, <laughs> it's fun. It's also kind of a trip, and I don't like it sometimes either because it really bothers me that they keep doing this. But it's they're they're on a mission, man. They're on a mission to discourage all of us. Don't let their discouragement get to you. Turn on this broadcast or some other broadcast where it's going to build you up. Now, see, there is toxic things that go on in life, and this is what we want to do. We want, no, you can't. It's hard to really eliminate all the toxicity unless you live somewhere in a pristine crystal house on top of a crystal mountain full of crystal, and there's nothing else there but crystal, and your food gets dropped into you daily because some fairies in the sky give it to you, or the angels bring it to your feast, bring a feast to you, or the God has the ravens bring it. Or you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways God does things through miracle. But listen, check it out, man. Life just isn't like that sometimes every day, even though the miracles are there. If you just look for them, all you got to do is believe in them first and then look for them to happen. It's not the expectancy like, oh, my God, it's going to happen to me for sure. Oh, and then you're going, oh, tripping out. You're tripping everybody out. And you're kind of pissing people off now because you're not very humble either about it. And then pretty soon you don't ever happens. And you're like, oh, my God, it never happened. No, it's not like that. The expectancy is like this. Oh, my gosh, this is cool. <laughs> Here it comes. And you just stay there. And you say, thank you, Father, every day. Just take it up and say, thank you, God, every day. Hey, just do this. If you don't believe in God, say, thank you, Father, every day. You know, start there. If you do believe in God, you know what I'm talking about. Don't we need his help? We need it all the time. Because there's toxic pools everywhere. And we really want to stay as out of those as much as possible, right? Who likes to step in dog crap when you're out on the walk and you're like in the park and you're walking on the path and you know that these people should have been picking up their dog poop but they didn't and you kind of had to walk off the path for a second and you stepped into some poop in the grass and now you got it in a shoe and you can smell it and it's just who likes that nobody likes that i know i painted a picture let's erase that from your mind let's put something else in there you know what i like in the summertime i like to go and i like to look at flowers especially in the neighborhoods that grow around here. here's some beautiful flowers in these yards that grow around here some of these yards and some of these flowers need to be put in magazines places like that right I've taken pictures of some of them, and you guys have seen some, but my favorite flower that I like to look at is the daylily, and I like the peach ones the best. I don't know why I do. I just do, but they um, they make me happy, though, when I see them, and I see them every year. I don't take pictures of them every year. Some years I do, some I don't, but think about that, and let your thoughts be mellow, and let them fly in the sky, and have great dreams, and remember, you're not out to where you don't need God's help. We all need God's help every day. If it wasn't for God, none of us would be alive. If it wasn't for God's word, none of this stuff around us would exist. And that's my broadcast. Universal Broadcasting Live Across the Universe. This is Rev. DDT. All right, baby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.